Uh, good morning to the entire Brokers Playbook community. This is Simeon Papayulias, and I'm extremely pleased uh, to bring on today's guest, Mr. Paul Germanese. Paul, welcome to Brokers Playbook, pal. Thank you for having me. Big, big fan and uh, an, uh, an absolute honor to, to, to be here right now. Well, uh, I, I couldn't be happier to have you on uh, because you have uh, a lot to share. Um, we've spoken a, a couple of times before this recording, uh, and uh, there's quite a bit to unpack. And what I want to do this morning is get straight to business uh, and, and really kind of establish why I believe people should uh, really focus and pay attention to what you've done, because not only have you established a successful practice, um, you, you're, you've kind of put Windsor on the map. Uh, you're out of Windsor, Ontario. Uh, I know because I run an investment-focused real estate practice. Um, I know how much of how many clients of mine have been inquiring and transacting in Windsor, and I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised to find out that you may be behind half of those transactions. Mm -hmm. So, so I want to hear all about your story. How did you start out, Paul? Where did you start? How did this journey uh, become what it became? You know, when I started out, I came from the restaurant business, um, worked in an Italian restaurant for, for many years. And a good friend of mine there, his father was a, uh, was, was a broker. And, you know, we're at his house one, one Christmas and we're having a couple of drinks. And, you know, I'm in my early 20s and, uh, you know, left there. Next thing you know, I was getting, getting licensed. Different, different era of real estate back then. Um, but I got licensed. I, I, I got in. I was working in the restaurant. I was part-time. Um, and it was oh seven eight nine around that era. Again, I'm from Windsor. Uh, we we got hit the hardest. We got hit really really hard back then. I mean, we're 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 an automotive sector down here, and uh, and that's the market that I learned real estate in. So I, I, I well, learned maybe just to put it into perspective for our younger brethren and sister, I I think it's very important to to describe that era. Uh, I got into business the exact same time you did. I mean, this is my 16th year practicing going on 17. Um, it, so, so we're literally in at the same time. Um, 07, 08, 09, we're talking about the financial collapse south of the border. Uh, we're talking about a changing uh, technology, a global technology phenomenon as the iPhone started coming to be, Blackberries dying, like all the, the old guard was falling apart. Uh, and there was a lot of volatility, maybe just very similar to what's happening today with different descriptors. Tell me about what you saw in 07, 08, because yeah. Windsor, as you said, is an automotive city with Detroit being right next to it. And we're literally a bridge away from plant to plant and, and people go out of business. GM is getting bailed out. What, what was the feeling on the street? What was that? What was that mood like in the market? I'm so, people thought I was crazy when I, when I got my real estate license back then, but I'm so thankful that that's the market that I learned in. Again, I was younger. I was in my early mid twenties. I was a buyer's agent. Like most agents are when they start out, I would go show houses and be the first agent in on a Saturday. I was, I was showing 60 to 80 houses a week. I was one of the youngest agents in my market. So everybody was just, my vibe was attracting my tribe. I had all my first time home buyers coming. I'd go show houses. I'd be the first one in <laughs> copper missing, no kitchens, a coils out of furnaces. Like it was, it was the wild, wild west. <laughs> and I wouldn't see a single person on all of these showings. Only people understood half of them were foreclosures. It was sad. Yes. Then we boarded Detroit. 
Um, Detroit is the first city ever in America to claim bankruptcy. This is the era of uh, Kwame Kilpatrick. Do some research on that. It's just absolute mayhem out there. But I learned how to work and I learned how to how to how to operate in that market in a down market. My mind still operates as if that market's going to come come back um, at any time. Right now, we're going through a little bit of a, a little bit of a market shift here. My mind automatically knows where to go and, and how to work. When COVID started, same thing. And, and I think that's more of a, a life mantra, not so much a business strategy. Meaning, when you've seen the world when it's down, you don't unsee that, mm-hmm. and you appreciate the up days far more than you would otherwise. You know what? It's uh, the, yeah. The name of your team, uh, just just for the record, because I want you to say it uh, right. Yeah. What is the name of your team? So it's AW4U, the real estate group. That's AW, the number four, the letter U, the real estate group. And that uh, that just stands for always working for you. And again, that came up, me in the, in the, in the shower, just thinking, you know, the hot water's hot and I'm just in my zone in there. And, uh, you know, I was like, how do I explain to people like, fuck, like, how do I, how do I just be like, I want What do you stand for? I have your best interest in mind. It's all about you. How can I get this across? I want to scream it at the, at the top, of my, uh, top of a mountain. And it just started with always working for you. I'm always working for you. To the point where, you know, I'd be out and I'd buy somebody a, a drink or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, always working for you. Eh? And it just it just transcended over everything, everything in my life. And and that's just what we're known for. So, so I, I think I, I'm, I'm trying to, to link and, and be able for, for our audience to resonate. When you go through a tough market or a tough time, it doesn't matter what it is. If your guiding principle is always working for you, which means you're a man of service. You didn't say, I'm the number one agent, follow me because I'm the number one agent. Nobody gives a crap if you're number one or number two. People want to know they're going to be taken care of. If you can display that, because the other thing is, people are like, oh, no, a down market. Down market, up market, we're brokers. We're the ham in the sandwich. We're not on the one side or the other. Whether it's prices come down, prices go up, people need to transact real estate. And we're there to represent them fairly. We're there to represent their interests first beyond anything else. So if if every if every broker could just understand that if the market goes down, that doesn't mean your business goes down, bud. That means the value of the transaction may have shifted. The frequency of your transactions may have shifted, but you're still there to do the same job you were doing yesterday. Always working for you is your mantra. And this is why, even if you see a shift in the market, it just reminds you of how important it is to be of that service. Shifts, uh, shifts create opportunity as well, right? There's, there's two sides of every transaction. There's a buyer side and there's a seller side. I mean, these interest rates going up, you know, I mean, the, 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 the profits are tight as it begins with. That's going to shift some investors out or to a different market, but it's also going to create what we need most down here in Windsor. And again, I always want to be Windsor focused here. Everybody forgets about us down here, man. Everybody forgets <laughs> about us. Ontario stops at Windsor. We've got, we've got, I think we've got the, the stat is, the stat is, oh, sorry about that. No worries. Sorry, everybody forgets about us down here, but the stat is I think we've got two or three extra weeks of summer down here because our weather's so nice. It was in the 80s on the weekend. It was fantastic. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it creates opportunity. Every shift in the market creates opportunity. If the investors exit, then guess who gets to re-enter the market? The buyers that we lost, which was that first-time single-income home buyer, they may they may have an opportunity back at the market. So, I and, always and what, what kind of trend, what kind of trends are you seeing? Just uh, not not to to, to derail uh, the mindset conversation that I want to have, but just quickly touch on: Have you seen a shift in prices already? We've seen a shift, so I can feel a shift in the market immediately because I'm a, primarily a listing agent. So. I can feel my number, my showings. I mean, the amount of people we had down here from the GTA in February, March, or January, February, March, my phone would be, I'd get 70 calls a day on, 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 on listings just from GTA agents. Very frustrating market to work in. I miss them though because they, they brought a lot of offers. They brought a lot of people down here. They've exited our market for the time being because I think opportunity is being presented in their own market again. I'm seeing, um, so my number of showings is down. I've, we have 20, 30 offers on every show, on every list. My my offers are down as well. I'm at that three to seven range now. My values have stayed the same though. So the inventory, starting, yes, the inventory is starting to stack up. Windsor's got a multi-billion dollar battery plant that was just announced three weeks ago. Huge. We've got Amazon. Amazon Huge. I, I, watched, I watched the Doug Ford announcement live. That was massive. It's massive for Ontario. Let Absolutely. That's, that's right here in our backyard. We've got Amazon that just announced last week that they're building a warehouse here. We've got a brand new international bridge crossing that's being constructed currently to match the one that we already have. The two towers are already up. That's going to be the biggest economic impact for us because logistics and trucking and that whole industry, we have the biggest international crossing in North America in Windsor, Detroit. Now we're building another bridge strictly for that. The logistics and the money saving on these companies is going to be massive. And the spinoff on that is going to be huge. And we've got a mega hospital coming as well. So the future is bright here in Windsor. Don't forget about us. We're doing a lot of business down here. We're doing a crazy amount, a crazy amount of business. We've had a 40% gain in our market since last year. That's, that's absolutely incredible. It's actually one of the hottest markets in Ontario. Absolutely. Which, which, which brings me back to the mindset and journey. Uh, you're a 15-year vet today. Uh, you weren't. You were 14-year vet last year. Let's go yeah. back 10 yeah. years. Uh, sure. Year five in real estate. You're obviously a very intense man uh, from both your tone, your manner, uh, in the way your outlook on getting business. Uh, so, so that's something I see right at the forefront, which I respect dearly. Tell me a little bit about. Success is mounting. You're getting results. It's year five. Yeah. At which point did you have, were you forced to get into a team environment where you had to be a leader? Were you a born leader? Uh, how do you see yourself when you look in the mirror? At which point in the journey did you have that shift? And how did you execute on it? You know, I was forced, forced the, or organically this had to happen because I was at a stage in life you know, my oldest daughter uh, is, is nine. I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old. And as the children started coming, my career started to to elevate. And I just wanted to get get home to them. And I didn't want to become a slave to the business like I or didn't want to continue to be a slave to the business, which I was. I was 100% a slave. I, I love when a lot of new agents entering the market right now. And I just love when they say, oh, I get to make my own schedule. I get to make my own hours. <laughs> it's the cutest thing, isn't it? <laughs> I said, absolutely, that's the beauty of it. But if you're successful 
your time is gone. This is a time game, real estate. Real estate is a time game. That's what all we want. And, and, and it's a game of leverage, right? I've realized I didn't want to be a leader, but I realized as I hired people, my process got better, my service got better, and I was able to free up some time as well. I love hiring people. I'm not scared to hire anybody. Um, so back then it was, I was in a parking lot and the first agent that, that joined me was, uh, was agent Chris Toldo. And I, I just pulled over one day and I was like, listen, I'm drowning here. I'm in jail. I, I need help. Do you know who I am? Do you, do you want to, do you want to be a cellmate with me? Which is what it was at that time. And we, and we did it. He's still with me. He's his own, he's his own agent now. He's, he's, uh, definitely, uh, uh, learn to the, you know, the hard way. I'm not sure if I would do that to another person, but that's what it took. So. Definitely not a born leader. I mean, I, I find leading sometimes, uh, not a struggle, but you know, I like my, I like my downtime. I like my alone time. And, uh, but it, it is what it is. You can see behind me, we, there's, there's 10 of us here now. And, uh, no matter what's going on in my life, I gotta, I gotta open the, the, the doors and, and lead this team to, uh, and, and, and how are you finding, uh, you, you personally, how do you find or where do you draw the energy to lead? today the energy to lead tomorrow as one of the questions that i very often get is where does it end where does it start like a lot of us uh, and i'm talking about now going back to very senior people um it does get to be a lot and some days are tougher than others just like some days are much easier than others um where do you draw your your perseverance from where do you get uh, the energy to say I'm going to rock out again today and I'm going to kill tomorrow. Where, where do you draw that from? It's, it's, it's that fire. I'm 15, 16 years in and, and congrats to you on entry and, and all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm day one. Like that's, I don't know. I think you gotta, you gotta have that fire inside you. And it's not for everybody. I've had agents where, where it's just like, where's, where, where's that fire? It's either you have it or you don't. My, my fire inside me, again, everybody I sit down with is you, you, the job description is you must stay passionate. You must stay inspired. That's the job description. Whatever that looks like for you, go, go figure that out. And I'll be here to support that. But it's, it's, it, it boils down to the person and, and that fire. I'm, I'm 16 years in. I'm fucking day one right now. I look at your setup and, and talking to you. I'm like, this is what I'm, this is where I'm, this is where I want to go. This is what I'm striving to do, right? I'm a realtor's realtor, man. I look at other people in my market and other markets. I look at, listen, chairman to chairman. This is a roll of page vibe here right now. You know what I mean? You know what it takes to get there. I look at you guys. I know your fucking numbers. It's unbelievable. I'd love to get there. I'm sitting down here in Windsor cranking out, you know, 250, 280 deals. And I'm looking at you guys. I'm like, wow. But it's the media part, too, that I just strive to be. So that's my, that inspires me. That, that that that's that's passion. I see your guys' passion. That 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 fires me up. But if you don't have that fire, sorry, you're fucked. Yeah. So so, so I'm gonna just to comment to that because I agree wholeheartedly. Is I don't. So I've been asked the same question, and I, you were not able to give me a, a clean answer. One that somebody can take into their practice, and unfortunately, I don't have the words either because I've tried. So mm-hmm. you you describe it as fire. I describe it as hardwired in your DNA. We're saying the same thing. We're not able, though, to give somebody maybe a point to be inspired by or direction on how to do it. Not that we owe anybody a therapy session, but what I want to do on this podcast is be able to find the words 
as to maybe some of the back drivers as to what, like what causes that fire? What, what is it in, in our lives? Because I see the, the world, we're extremely similar, which I don't typically uh, always like. Like we're, when I say we're similar, like it's almost a carbon copy. I come from the restaurant industry. I grew up in service. I'm an extremely intense and pumped individual. Like I don't need to have coffee to wake up. Like I'm already freaking out when I, when I open my eyes, I'm freaking out. So, um, we, we have extreme similarities, uh, in that. And I do want, I'm focusing a lot on that five to eight year agent right now and their journeys. Uh, because I find just like myself, perhaps just like yourself, that's where the biggest change happens. Uh, people don't realize that it takes five years to build a business, no matter what. I don't give a shit who you are. There's, I've seen nobody be consistent or know their job well in less than five years. I, I did a couple hundred thousand my first year, but that doesn't mean I knew what I was doing. I was just intense, freaking out, trying to find transactions by hook, by crook. I did it, but that was not the man who I am today. After thousands of transactions or at five years, hundreds of transactions, you're a different person. hundred percent. I remember doing a hundred deals on my own without DocuSign. I got to go get a counter offer here. So technology has definitely allowed us to. I've talked about this before. I remember the days me and Jazz were in separate ends of the city. And the GTA is a big place. Like literally, we're an hour apart. It's eleven thirty. I was at a Red Lobster at at, uh, at at Young and Finch. He was somewhere in the West End. We both uh, did, did a deal that night. I was like, "Where are you at?" It's eleven forty-five. The client just left. Just finished having a drink, and we're just exhausted, like just drained. Um, and he had wanted multiples, and I think it was the transaction. It was actually one of his best friends place that he bought and he had to fight and fight and fight and telling his boy like you just gotta come up and like just all the things and you remember at a point then like i'm talking 7 a.m we'd meet at the gym and eight o'clock would be at the office and here you go it's midnight and we still haven't seen outside like outside of the business so when you were talking about being a slave to the business and all those things like that really ones. resonates with me because I've but eaten those shit sandwiches for years. You remember that moment though? Like when you, I remember driving in my gold neon that my grandmother gave me and I'm going and doing deals. I think I, I listed a problem and I, then I got an accepted offer and then, and then, and then I, then something else happened and I, and I, I was just driving and I was just like, holy shit, I'm doing it. I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm doing this. It's happening. Holy shit, it's happening. I, I I feel I'm not I'm not I'm not faking it anymore. Like this is I'm actually serving people and I've got a pipeline here and all that stuff. So it's always about it's always about that 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 journey. I'll never stop and I'll never be satisfied. It's just the way that I'm built. I'll never be satisfied. Like I, I can have massive projects on the on on the horizon and we get them done and I'll be happy for a, a, a fucking hour and then and then I'm on to the next. You can have a great next maybe. I can, have a, I can have a great month, and then it's just like okay, but my eyes are already on, already on next month. I mean, um, there's so much noise out there too with with other realtors right now and social media. My algorithms like feeding me all the real estate and this that a record price here, record price there. Of course, it's a record price. It's a record market, so you won't get any of that BS from us. Um, but you know, I'm just fired up, 
man. This is the best business um, in the world. Let, let, let's go back to some advice. Uh, I, I want to know when you hire somebody on, you're on Broker's Playbook today. Uh, we have a, an incredible audience of, of knowledge, thirsty brokers, very respectful brokers uh, who want to take. Um, and I beg them to take all they can because it's going to be their duty to give back once they implement some of the strategies. Tell me about your service mindset. Tell me why is it important that you tell your client, because I tell my clients, I don't give a shit what they think of me. Oh, sorry. So happy to see you, Simon, acting because of all the media. It kind of changes the dynamic. I sure. remind them who the client is and who owes what duty to who. Absolutely. In person, every time I look at them in the eyes, don't you ever speak to me if I have time for you. Yeah. Or else go find somebody else. Because if you don't think I have time for you, you don't know me. The the the, the worst thing the, the worst thing someone can say to you, and you probably agree with this, or if they if they start a text with "sorry to bother you," and my response always is, "Can't even look no at problem. it." When I sit down with everybody, I say, "Listen, this is always working for you. You're my boss. The quicker you can understand that I work for you, the better this will go. So treat me that." Sure. So, so we tell, like, obviously you do the same, but like, it's the first thing I get out of the way is reset the balance of the scales, which has to be all in their favor, not a balanced relationship. There's no balance here. I'm looking to earn 30, 40, $50,000 in the next few days, weeks, or months. Who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, tell, tell me, how does one take that in? So business, let's say I'm in business seven years. Paul, what can you give me that I could implement today from a service perspective? What do I do to my next client? What do I say? So first of all, I think it starts with uh, the, the the people that you, you surround yourself with, right? If we're talking, if you're a single agent, I think the first thing that you do is you, you, you hire somebody to help you service those clients. Again, if you're opening up a, a restaurant, you're not going to be the dishwasher, the hostess, the chef, and the waiter, and, and the concierge of, of that business. But yet in real estate, we decide to do that all the time. One of a coach I had in the past told me that, and it just really, really resonated with me, maybe because I'm from the restaurant business. But if you want to truly serve people, it, it's, it's going to take... Um, it, it's going to take a team at some point. Now, five to seven year agent, if you haven't hired yet, um, you're, you're, you're going to have a hundred percent. I couldn't imagine how, how better service I was able to give people with help. Cause again, you get to that point where you become a slave to the business. And my appointments were, you know, I got 20 minutes here. I got 20 minutes here before I got to go present this offer before I got to go do that. That's terrible service. But I, but I realized what was happening because I lost one client because I was doing that. And that was one way too many for me. And I hired the next day. So if you truly want to be of service to somebody, obviously your your intentions and your mindset and has to always, always be about the client. I call myself your favorite bartender. I'm going to overserve you, right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go there time and time again. I'm going to go the extra mile because, and again, not to use cliches, but I love them. There's no traffic when you go that extra mile, but hiring people and leveraging the twenty dollar an hour job stuff was the biggest game changer. I think any. So I'm going to go super practical. What are the duties you gave your first hire? What came off your plate instantly? So it was um, booking all the showings, um, loading all my listing paperwork, um, 
FinTrack. Like, I mean, I think I it's it. all non-revenue related activity. Absolutely. All non-revenue related activity. So Absolutely. <clears throat> I think because I, I do want to get to close and I think we've shared a tremendous amount of energy, uh, if, if anything. Um, there's no way you're going to hear this story and not be pumped. And there's no way uh, that I'm going to tell every single person listening, if they want a piece of you to reach out to you, to all your socials, because we're going to be sharing them all. Um, yeah. And that's the, the, the culture of Brokers Playbook is collaboration, meaning as a host, it is your duty, Paul. It is your actual duty to, if somebody reaches out to you, to, to help them. Not that you wouldn't anyways, but as I said, like if you're a five-year, a two-year, a one-year brand new agent, you're here to take. There's nothing you can give me, boy. Yeah. But you're here to take. But remember to give back when you got it. Because there is no other way to elevate each other, to, to inspire each other, but to give back. And the ones, the successful ones always, and, and why is that, that the, that the successful ones are always open books and always willing to give back because they know that the, the, the small amount, the small percentage of people that actually implement what they're saying will find great success and there'll be a benefit to the real estate industry. Again, I'm a realtor's realtor. I love awesome real estate. I love awesome real estate agents. I love awesome real estate teams, and, but I really hate shitty ones too. Right. So, so, but to give back and then if people actually implement what you're going to tell them, you know, it just creates a better, better for the industry, which is changing right now, which is there's a lot of agents out there. We need really good agents. Well, uh, I'll repeat that because it was a lot of fun. So both Paul and I love great real estate, love great real estate agents, but I can tell you without a doubt that we both hate shitty ones. So if there's one thing you take away today is don't be a shitty broker because we ain't going to like you. Uh, be a great broker and join the ranks uh, of, of the elite in real estate. You're going to have a truckload more fun by sticking to your guns of integrity uh, and service to your client. Paul, I want to thank you so much for your time with me this morning. Um, I couldn't appreciate it more, my man. Absolutely. It's always, uh, always fun and uh, great to see you. And uh, don't forget about Windsor down here. The, the 401 stops at Windsor, baby. Not, not only will I not forget about Windsor, I'm going to definitely try to line up uh, an in-person meet soon. Uh, and there is no doubt that I'll have you back over the next little while here. Paul, thanks again. I appreciate you, pal. To our amazing audience, thank you for tuning in. We hope uh, that both Paul and I brought you value. Uh, and, and your time is ultra valuable. And thank you for choosing to spend some time with us. For any and all questions, reach out to any of our socials, hit the website brokersplaybook.com and get in touch with anything you need. Until next time, we'll see you soon.